Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 14 years, 13 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was five, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. An entrepreneur since you were four. That's right. We got to make a correction. An entrepreneur since I was four, we found out through pictures at Christmas this year. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hello, friends. We are so excited to have a guest with us today. We have Joshua Brown, and I would love it if you could give us a little intro about who you are and what you love. And before, hold on, before he does that, <laughs> I know my Seattle friends, you're going to hear Josh Brown, former kicker of the Seattle Seahawks. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not him. It's actually somebody, in my opinion, that is even cooler than that. So uh, the Josh Brown, JB from Virginia, yeah, tell us about yourself. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Like I said, my name is Josh Brown, and I come from a small town in West for Shepherdstown, West Virginia. I was a, a, a good athlete who went on to play three years in college. I went on to coach college football for a year and a half. I started coaching high school sports. I was a supervisor in FedEx, and I was 27 thinking that I had life figured out. Um, all the while, I was quietly an, an alcoholic and I um, I started, you know, drinking while I began, um, started to drive and drink and all that stuff. And I thought that everything was okay. I thought I was invisible. And sadly, I woke up one day in the hospital to find out that I killed somebody to a DUI causing death. I served three years in the penitentiary and ever since then, I've made it my golden life to make people aware of how important decision-making is because one small decision can change your whole course of life. I tell people all the time, you can make a hundred right decisions, but one decision wrong can put you in a path that just causes you to continue to recover and recover and recover. Mm. What year, I love that. So two things that I, that strike me, Josh, and, and I, I want to go into these things because it's, I think it's applicable across any listener is that uh, you, you've clearly faced, your past. You've clearly faced uh, your your past and your demons probably in some way, shape or form too. And, and I want to I want to go into that because it's so obvious to me listening to you lay that out that you've done a lot of work mm -hmm. on yourself. And, and I just commend you for that. Uh, number two, I'd be curious to know how long, uh, give some context, the timing of, of when you got out of the, the three year stint and, uh, and you know, what year was that? I got out September the 19th, 2018. Um, I went in obviously 2015. And um, ever since then, I've just been running this race trying to make bring awareness um, to what it is that I'm doing because I feel like it's more of an everyday behavior for a lot of people. And they think they have it all figured out and you really don't. And um, so that's just what I've been doing since 2018 is really trying to bring awareness to the situation and, and also healing myself during this journey. So give us some context about that awareness. How are you bringing awareness to that? I, I travel. I go to high schools and colleges. I speak to teams. Um, I've went to smaller classrooms, any type of 
advantage that I could have to get into a school, into a, to a sports team. And I just talked to him about decisions and um, understanding that even though you're successful in a lot of things in life, doesn't mean you're doing it the right way. I try to bring them um, awareness of what alcohol can do to you and the toll that it takes on your life. So what I just try to do is whenever I step in front of a room, I try to put them in prison for one day. And I try to make them serve that one day in prison with me so that they'll never have to serve it physically the way that I had to. Wow. That's oh. awesome. How about, so let's go, let's go into that a little bit. I want to talk, I want to go into, um, you know, the addiction that you talked about the, the using alcohol, you know, uh, a little bit of my story, we've started to share more and more, but you know, my grandfather, uh, when I was, when I was 23, he sat me down for lunch. He said, Johnny, because we don't have a great history of drinking well in this family. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that got to do with me? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, uh, he said, so my suggestion to you is figure out whether or not you can drink successfully, you know, and he planted a seed on me. He died actually four days later in his sleep. And, um, so I did. I put in some really, really, really good research. Uh, it was conclusive. I didn't drink well. And so we talk about 14 years, 13 good ones. Our first year of marriage uh, had a lot of difficulties um, due to my choices, my actions. And, and the only difference, uh, frankly, between me and you and a bunch of people probably listening on this call is just luck. luck yeah. You know, just, 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 just luck. Uh, or whatever. And um, because there's no question, uh, I drove at, at levels of intoxication that were in excess of the legal limit. That's a nice way to say hammered. Okay. And, and so in Washington, we have this thing called get hammered, get nailed. Right. And, and I always hated it. I always hated that. Uh, even as I've gotten sober, as I've not drank, and as, as, as uh, I stay clear headed, I have, I have, I thought we're focusing maybe on the wrong thing, right? Uh, we're focusing on, on the wrong thing. What I like about what you're saying is you're focusing on the decision. Mm -hmm. You're focusing on the decision, the ability for one to choose uh, to make a better choice uh, as opposed to focusing on trying to not have something. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to grow up to be like my dad. And then what happens? You grow up to be like your dad, right? Uh, you know, so instead of resisting, you're giving kids an opportunity to understand they have the ability to decide what a powerful gift that you're bringing to kids' lives. Um, tell us a little about football. And, and I want to hear a little about maybe the, what led you to drinking, et cetera. But tell us a little about football because I got, I got some coaching in me. Uh, you know, they call me, I'm coaches use that word liberal. I never played organized football, uh, but I've, I've been on the staff of our local high school for the last six years uh, here in, in Bothell. You heard of the powerhouse Bothell Cougars? No, I, I haven't. I haven't. No, I think I got a little connection to a little powerhouse here in West Virginia. I'm the team chaplain for Martinsburg High School, and uh, we, we just won four state, four straight state titles. And unfortunately, COVID really shut us down. And um, so I guess they uh, gave the state title to somebody else. But to us, I guess we're still the champions until you the throne us. So I guess next year we'll just go into it ready to, to do it again. When I did a little research on that school, it's not like it's not like you guys have just won uh, state title after state title. But you you go want to know every single week. 
Yeah, that's all you have to do is go one and know. You guys have done that a lot of times in a row. Is there a current, there's a, is there a current streak? The current streak, we just lost the current streak this year um, at 57 straight games. But um, <laughs> we just started over. You know, we got, we listen, we got good kids and, you know, we got a, a good coaching staff that they have around them. So, I mean, it's just a testament to, to the help from the community um, and just guiding kids to make right decisions. Like I've said that we talked about, man, we, we give our kids the opportunity every Tuesday to have something called the main thing, which I run. So every Tuesday we have a free volunteer um, Bible study session and we talk about everything. I mean, from drinking and driving to um, the Lord, our Savior, um, to um, stealing. I mean, courage, character. We've talked about it all. So every, every week I try to bring something to them and I try to correlate sports into the Bible so they can have an understanding. Like we talk about the weight room and how every single day we come in to get bigger, stronger, faster. And it correlates to, hey, listen, when we read our Bible every day, we're getting bigger, stronger, faster in our faith that we're able to withstand the things that comes from these worldly, fleshly matters. And um, I think that's basically how I started to survive this process was diving into the word and knowing that, man, one, th a couple things. Yours always light at the end of the tunnel. Two, you never have to apologize for doing what's right. And three, every day's an opportunity to get better. And I and I live by that. And that's what got me through. And that's what I try to teach our kids so that they're they're able to, when they leave Martinsburg High School, be successful men in this world and bring a positive impact and don't bring the impact that I once put on on our, our community. Man, that's awesome. And Adrian, you know, I get a lot of times our listeners go, we want to hear more of Adrian's questions. I know they're going to come. But, man, we're going to spend a little time on this football, character coaching uh, realm. Uh, I have such a passion for this idea, and I see it happen, right? Uh, I, I spoke to a guy named Tommy Kyle. Tommy Kyle was the first character coach. They called him a character coach, but he used the master playbook. So he was a chaplain called Character Coach. For uh, you're not gonna love this, right? But it was for Florida. He's a Florida oh. fan here, <laughs> and and so when Tim Tebow was down there, and Tommy Kyle was his first character coach, and and so uh, Irvin Myers asking him, Tommy, I know this this uh, master playbook stuff, you know, is is helpful, and and you know, and but I want to. I'm curious, like, how many points a game do you think this is worth? You know, there's character coaching and, and these kids plugging into this master playbook thing you got going. He goes, oh, he goes three points or what? And he goes, oh, I'll do respect, coach. I think it's worth at least two touchdowns. And you know what? When when the University of Washington played Ohio State two years ago, we brought our whole family down to the Rose Bowl. By the way, I don't think there's another family of a hundred thousand fans who had four kids under 10 in the Rose Bowl. If you've ever been down to Pasadena, it is a zoo on game day at the Rose Bowl. And I'm just grateful we got out of there with all four, all our kids. And, uh, but you know what? They had five character coaches on staff and, uh, and University of Washington, we may have had kind of one, you know, chaplains, you know, and so the power in, 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 in the character. And so I kept watching this. And then if you remember, I talked before we got online, but, the Seattle Seahawks. I got a chance to be at Super Bowl 48. And so he's from Virginia. So I'm making some Russell Wilson, you know, and Cam Chancellor and some, some hitters out of Virginia that brought us home the first ever and only, uh, you know, Super Bowl championship. And uh, 
So we win Super Bowl 48. And, uh, and so I'm going to go to 49. I'm hoping to. I go to 48, 23 rows up. It's a day that will live in infamy in, in our history. But then 49 happens. And I'm going to get a ticket. And I'm on my flight. And, but they get expensive. So I go, I'm not going to buy a ticket. I'm going to go to the game, watch the game with my cousin. We were at the NFC title game uh, when we beat Green Bay on the onside kick. Just an absolute epic win. And I'm on the flight home, and I and I pull in this ESPN article about a guy named Jack Easterby, Jack Easterby, Josh. And Jack was the he was listed as the character coach for the New England Patriots, and they hadn't been in the Super Bowl for eight years. And Tom Brady cited Jack as one of the premium reasons that they were back in the Super Bowl. His faith, his love level, his encouragement, all the stuff you're talking about. And I thought on that Alaska Airlines flight on my way home. I go, we're in a fight, man. We're going to be in a fight that's tougher than we think. And and Seattle my, that year had the best team. We had a better team. And uh, we lost, if you remember, the last play is, a, is an interception uh, by a guy who was, like, working at a car wash a year and a half previously. Like, and and we lost. And um, and when they came back, so I'm studying. Now I'm watching this Jack Easterby. Like, I'm like, dude, they just won the craziest Super Bowl. We're on the losing end of it. My cousin's remote was on the losing end of it too, by the way, after that pick, it, that sucker didn't survive. But we, uh, I started watching and, uh, you know, when they beat Atlanta, they came back in Atlanta in that comeback. Jack Easterby is a guy who, who picks up Tom off the, uh, off the, the ground from the confetti. There's only one character. Now he's at the Houston Texans. And a matter of fact, the first year he left when uh, Bob Kraft and all the sex scandal came about. And I'm selling this story in a long way, but some of you are tracking probably. And uh, he goes to the Houston Texans. And on last year, Houston Texans and the New England Patriots played on the same day in the first round of the playoffs. And the Patriots lost at home with no jack on the sideline. And, and the Houston Texans won their first playoff game in a long time. And, and I'm not saying that Jack did it or that Jack necessarily has the power to, to cause a team to win or lose, but there's success leaves clues. You know, uh, U.S. military, the strongest military in the world, we have a high belief in, in chaplains. And the chaplain uh, candidacy is very, very rigid. It is not easy to become a chaplain in any of the forces. So my question to you is, and one, what do you, I'm just giving you this uptake on this. What is your thought on the power of, of you call it a chaplain, character coach, somebody in kids' lives who just is there to be a force for good, which sounds like what you've spent a lot of your life doing now? Well, I, I think we come in in a huge part because we're able to constantly focus on just building where they have coaches that, you know, the coaches will build, the coaches will build, but there comes a time where a coach has to tear you down. And um, a lot of people, everybody's wired differently. And not everybody can really um, relate to the up and down style of coaching, you know, sometimes being hard, sometimes pulling back because that's not what they grew up with. Well, with, with me, I have the ability to go in and, you know, be, be a positive force today, a positive force tomorrow, a positive force every day. And then, you know, when you get that positive reinforcement every day and then, you know, we, we talk about hard times and they can learn from, you know, a lot of things that we've done and seen. 
it helps them to to build their confidence, which they build their confidence and makes them stronger mentally. When you're stronger mentally, football is, I believe football is 90% mental, 10% physical. Um, the faster we can process what's going on the past, the faster that we get over the last play, it's easier to move forward to the next play. So us, is, what we do, we just help build the team up. We build that character. Um, football is a physical sport. Temperature, um, tempers are going to fly up and down. You're going to have people, you know, trying to get you to do things that you're not supposed to do. You, you know, you get a late hit thing. How do you retaliate? So we just, we just tried to build, um, I stress along with our coach, coach, um, Sherman is control your controllables. And that's one thing that we focused on this year and during the course of pandemic, you know, one day we can practice next day. They can't. Well, I'm there all the time so that they're able to, you know, talk to about, you know, this COVID situation or how it's helping or helping I'm hurting them mentally or how they're doing in school. So they always have someone there to help build them up. No matter what, no matter how hard the practice is, no matter the 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 life outside of football is, um, you know how people are, you know, you got a girlfriend. That may hurt your, your your mental state, and they can come talk to me about it. It's it's anything in life. So I, I really believe that the everyday positive feedback that I give to them to their questions, you know, in life um, situations, it helps them see a bigger picture, which builds them up. Confidence is everything, and if we can just get them to be confident in what they do, they'll know, man, they can make it through anything that they face. Mm, that's good. We try to get our guys to break up with their girlfriends right around fall camp. <laughs> and then and then we also make sure that they know, listen, just give her what your jersey number is. You don't need to look up in the stands. She will see you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she will see you. You can talk to her when the game is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that ain't that the truth. If you can get people to focus in, clock in. We like to say we say love the process, right? Um, it's it's funny because uh the term love the process came after that Super Bowl win that I was telling you about, I'm walking out of that game and I'm like, I just got a book from my friend Brent Cunningham. He sent me a book called uh, Win Forever by a guy named Pete Carroll. And, and well, a guy named Pete, 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 most people know Pete Carroll. Okay. But, um, and he talked about when he got fired from the New York Jets and he was, he was trying to figure out his next role. He always wanted to win a Super Bowl, you know, but it's, it's not going to happen. It doesn't look like he's going to get a head coaching job. So he's taking a job at SC. And so the guy says to him, he said two things. He goes, number one, and this is, I'm going to ask you this question too to see what your answer might be. Control the controllables is great, I think, in your football realm. But in, in your world, I'd be curious to hear what your philosophy is. But he says, he says to him, he says, one, they got a heck of a gang problem down there in L.A. Maybe we could be part of the solution. And uh, his former Kennedy football coach named Lou Tice, he's sitting with him. And number two, he says, uh, when we get down there, um, you got to teach out a philosophy. What's your philosophy? So people know what you're about. He goes, well, we like to say love the process. Or sorry, that's what we like to say. <laughs> he said, we like to say always compete, always compete. And so he goes, perfect. So Pete Carroll goes on a mission of building out three things. One, he, he serves the community in LA. And then you know what happens? What do you know? Snoop Dogg comes around practice. And now Will Farrell's at practice and everybody's coming to SC. Recruiting goes through the moon, right? Number two, he does a do-over list. He says, if I ever get back to the NFL, this is the things I would do differently. He spends nine years at SC doing a, doing a do-over list. And then number three, he builds out his philosophy, always compete. And so when I'm walking out of that tunnel, watching us kick Denver's ass, I mean, wire to wire, biggest blowout in modern Super Bowl history. 
43 to 8. And uh, I call Adrian. I say, this this philosophy thing that I just read about in this book, Win Forever, is the real deal. I'm like, what, what what's our philosophy? She goes, you like to say, always com- or love the process. You like to say, love the process. I go, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So I go online. I'm going to buy the URL, lovetheprocess.com. 2200 bucks. I'm like, I don't love it that much. And so <laughs> then we lose Super Bowl 49, like I just described earlier. And I'm like, dude, it's worth I'm 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 getting this thing. Cause we did not always compete that week. And I'm not judging anything or anybody. I'm just objectively looking at circumstances. Okay. Russell Wilson launches his website. Marshawn Lynch is on Conan O'Brien. He's taking his first interview in the history of Marshawn Lynch's career pre-game. Okay. We're pooping out of football in the third quarter, taking a 15-yard penalty. Okay, we're worried. We're blogging about our Super Bowl journeys. Okay, we're worried about Katy Perry at halftime. You know, the Katy Perry halftime show. And then we throw the ball from the one with the best back in the league. Okay, on second down, and we lose. And I'm like, I'm buying the URL. This all because we did not always compete. We didn't. We didn't. If we had, we, we would have won. We would have been like four state titles you're talking about. We would have won that game had we always competed. We did not do what we do. And so no disrespect to anybody who's on that team or any player or coach. I'm like, I'm buying that URL. So I go online and it's on sale for one day or an one day auction on GoDaddy. I'm like 16, 16. If that number hits at the roulette table, I don't know if you gamble, but man, I'll win. Okay. I believe in 16 is the day I was born. 16, 16 red. And uh, sure enough, the next morning, you're the proud owner of lovetheprocess.com. And so as you and I, so just so Adrian, I think she does from the emails when we're going back and forth and getting this time set. So Josh and I met on the ETA speaker bootcamp. Eric mm-hmm. Thomas, for those of you who don't know, Eric Thomas, number one motivational speaker in the country. And, and Eric spends a lot of time with football teams and football players. And on Adrian's birthday, after I bought this URL, lovetheprocess.com, on Adrian's birthday a couple years later, May 6th, E.T. is speaking at the North Carolina Wolfpack. And you know what he's talking about? Like 2 million YouTube videos or hits or whatever. Love the process. Love the process, man. Love the process. And so now we're on with somebody who, who, I mean, people can talk about overcoming obstacles. They can talk about overcoming adversity. They can talk about trying to take difficulty and turn it into triumph. They make great t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? But you're a man who's, who's, from what I can tell, and, and you've done that, and you're on a mission to turn the biggest tragedy, because there's a lot of people who are on here going, there's no question what happened is a, is a big tragedy uh, and, and, and nothing we'd ever wish on anybody. Uh, and I mean, a victim of the, the, the incident, it, you know, et cetera, but into a possibility so that kids all over this country might have a chance to make a better choice. And that is, that's awesome, my friend. So when you, when you talk about overcoming adversity, a long way to get to my overcoming adversity question, what are the tips? What are the things you tell kids? What are the, what are the ideas that you have? Well, um, the big thing, the big part about overcoming an obstacle is one, first you got to accept it. Um, I, I had to get to the point to where accept the fact that I did it. Then I had to accept the fact that there's some people that were going to never forgive me. There were some people that were going to forgive me. 
And then once I accepted it, I put, I had to create a mindset that would always push me forward. So I lived off the, 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 the same one day at a time, one day at a time. So I, I couldn't focus on yesterday. I couldn't worry about tomorrow. I could only just focus hone in on what I could do today, which brought me to the philosophy I live by every day is an opportunity to get better. So if you if you just get to the point to where you just you just get tunnel vision on what it is you're doing that day and you just get through that day, we, we can then worry about tomorrow. I, I stopped worrying about um, what I did in the past, what I lost. I stopped worrying about um, how could I get a better job? How was I going to recover? How would I ever coach again? And I just worried about every day taking the opportunity to get to become a better Josh. Mm. I wrote, I mean, write down some goals. I, I call them smart goals, which are short-term goals with a date that I know that that can be accomplished because we oftentimes we get up and we make these big goals that, you know, I want to be a millionaire. Okay. How are we going to get there? What can I do um, Monday? That's going to help me get to Tuesday and so forth and so on. And um, so when, like, when I started doing that, I, I, I gained that confidence that I, that I told you about earlier because I was winning every day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to win, you know, a month or trying to win a year or worrying about, hey, when I'm going to get out. I, I, I brought joy to my life by winning the battle every day. And if you can get to the point to where you can win the battle every day and keep building that confidence, it, it's, it's going to just catapult you, man, onto, onto a journey. So I would, I would say accept it. One, um, figure out a process that's going to have you mentally ready for the journey and then celebrate those small wins. Don't look for the, the big goal because, yes, even though it's light at the tunnel, that may not, I may not see it, but I can't even get to it if I'm not worrying about completing what I have to do today. So mm-hmm. that, that just was the process that I, that I took. So um, if anybody you know wants to, to hear it again, listen, accept it. Live one day at a time. And always know that every day is an opportunity to get better. Because yes, you may you. There was times where even when I was having those successful wins, I may have lost here or there. But I woke up knowing, hey, every day is an opportunity to get better. Just like uh, Coach Carroll said, you know, he had a do-over list. I don't, I don't believe in life that we lose if we learn. So if tomorrow I wake up and I and I fall short of a of a goal or I fall short of something I want to do. Okay, what did I do wrong that didn't allow me to accomplish it? Now that I learned it, I didn't lose. I learned. I'm, I'm not a loser. I'm a learner. And because I'm a learner, I'm able to continue on and on throughout life, getting better and trying to help others get better as well. Mm, that's so good. So good. So, uh, so I'm going to recap a couple of things you said that just taking a lot of notes. I should have used a bigger notepad. <laughs> you know, honestly, when we started this podcast a couple of years ago, um, you know, we kind of went to this trajectory where we first want to kind of understand exactly where, where we're coming from, what Love the Process is about. And then we start taking on guests. And then I, I'm, I'm like loving guests because there's, I'm learning so much. And, and this year, we're, you know, we're, we're blessed to have uh, guys like yourself come on. And uh, But this opportunity, every day is an opportunity to get better, right? Like it's one day at a time. It, it's, it's crazy because – the thing that I'm trying to, the, the, the magic bullet to this 
it, there's twofold, right? If you, you don't have a choice, he shows up at your football field, you know. Um, but it, you know, when you get to college, you get to the pros, and you get to companies, and you get to choosing people who are in your life, you do have a choice. You do have a choice. And so a lot of, you know, OKGs, right, as we call them at University of Washington, Chris Peterson, our former head coach, and now the new Jimmy Lake is – Jimmy Lake's our new head coach. He's carried it on too. But And, and same with Pete Carroll, like um, our kind of guys. Like we can fit a paradigm of a guy or, you know, or a person in an organization who goes – who stays in a moment and who, who attacks the day, right? Chip Kelly down in Oregon, right? Win the day, right? Like that just they seize the day. Carpe diem. We go on and on. But my thing is like, so when, when you have who you've got, right? And sometimes that's exactly where we sit. We got who we got. We got our family. We got uh, our, our team that we got. We got who we got. What, how do you cast that vision? Because I can recognize a guy like you right from the get. Go, man! This guy, this guy's working to get better today. He's on mission to get better today, right? Uh, you just through your language too. You know, I'm not a loser; I'm a learner. I love that, love that. What's what's a way to instill? This is a huge part of love the process. We call mentality, preparation, execution. A huge part of the mentality is what what I call 1440 mindset. Right? 1440. There's 1440 minutes in a day. I'm wearing a 1440 T-shirt. I wear one every Monday. Okay, but fourteen forty. Like, how do we? For those who just it's it's just it's just too big of a concept. Either the ego is too big. The you know at the moment I'm I'm blocked and and worried about all these other things. You know that are outside of the moment or outside of the day. Um, what? How do you bring people to the place where they come to believe, if you will, in this mentality that every day is an opportunity to get better. <laughs> That's a great question. And my answer is so simple. Live it. Mm. Demonstrate. If, if you're coming to talk to me and you want to hear about this process, um, part of the reason why you call me or you, you're going to believe in it because you see me living it. I can't, I can't tell a kid, hey, listen, don't go drink and drive. Hey, you know your coach was out there drinking and driving yesterday? <laughs> it just it, it just doesn't make sense. So I think a big a big part of us being successful as leaders and as coaches and as chaplains and um as CEOs in business and entrepreneurs is live live what you're saying. Um, so I, I think a, a huge part of you know uh, my ability to um walk into a school or walk um, into a business and speak to somebody is that when I leave or when you look me up or when you ask about me, they're going to hear he lives it. Um, so I just, I, it's, I don't think it's, it's so much about the implementation of, um, implementing the, the different types of things. Oh, it's just living it because once they see it, then they'll believe it. And then once they, you know, start to believe that's when I can tap in here and there and just help you accept it, help you understand that our mentality is one day at a time. And then every day is an opportunity to get better. And then, you know, that two or three weeks of, you know, going through the process and they're starting to, you know, open up to you and then it becomes a month and then it's a year, then it's two years. And it's like, Oh, well, they're leaving this program. And it's like, Oh, well, he came to speak to us about 0 0.159, 0 0.159. He was double the legal limit. He killed somebody, but he's standing up and speaking to us. He was a prisoner. He served three years, but he's still standing here speaking to us because I lived it. And, you know, I'm not saying that I've been perfect um, throughout the journey, but I didn't lose. 
I learn. And that's what qualifies me to be able to stand there and say to you, hey, listen, maybe you should try this or maybe you shouldn't try that because I've been through the journey and I lived it. Mm, that's such a good answer. I mean, it's so, so, so good um, that especially nowadays, and, and I know this is true of the kids that I know that I work with, their bullshit detectors are pretty high. I mean, <laughs> yes. We got everybody is pitching something. And so this idea of, uh, you know, I love Jay-Z say, you are who you are, player. You could try to change the top player. That's a song. Um, <laughs> I like songs, especially some of those rap songs. But, <laughs> but this idea of you are who you are and the way you show up is the way that people are going to, to be drawn to. So you can, so you have the integrity to speak into their life. Uh, you know, one of the concepts we talk about, uh, with an organization called Young Life is, is earn the right to be heard earn the right to be heard, which means, you know, add value uh, by your life. And, and then, and then people are become intrigued as to say, okay, what, what's, what's this guy about? What's, what's, what's she about? What are they about? And then it gives you an opportunity to, uh, to, like you say, to tap in, you know, I want to bring a tangent to you and maybe you, you knew this, but, but the Seattle Mariners is the longest sports team in, in all professional sports playoff droughts. We have 18 year drought. Okay, the team behind us until yesterday was at 16 years. It was the Cleveland Brownies. Okay, they were at 16, and then you got to go to the Buffalo Sabers. Okay, you got to go a while. Okay, and and the Cleveland Brownies made the playoffs yesterday, led by a quarterback who sobered up, Baker Mayfield, who had a little problem. He drank. I like to say drank a little too much, a little too often. Somebody tapped into him, and it caused a team who has struggled to be successful with a lot of times the right tools to make the playoffs. I don't know what they'll do. We'll find out what they end up doing in the playoffs. They got the Pittsburgh Steelers again, uh, but but they made the playoffs. And so, so often I, I think um, we come across these individuals who, like – if, if they can make a better choice consistently, because Baker's got to not drink today, 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 today. And every day is today. Okay. That's how he's got to do it. Chris Mullen, the famous basketball player, Chris Carter, we go through a numerous Russell, just Russell Wilson. He just was smart enough not to drink in the first place. Uh, you know, maybe he saw his dad have a few too many when he was a kid and didn't want to go that route. I, I don't know. But, it is an edge when somebody can come along and tap in like Jack Easterby did with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, like you're doing in, in this, in this school in Virginia and in, in schools all over the country, West Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. I, I put them <laughs> together sometimes. Adrian's get it clarifying, but like <laughs> what you're talking about is so hopeful, right? Mm. And that's what, that's what, I believe as we continue to talk with folks in the last number of months in the middle of a pandemic, yes, but just in the middle of humanity, where we are at as a people, especially in the United States of America, that we need to bring hope. Mm. And, and so what, you, what you're talking about there is so hopeful. And the stories of Baker Mayfield are so hopeful. 
And, and, and yet, the challenge we're running up against, and you can maybe relate to this or not, I know that, that, that certainly we, uh, we can on a Love the Process team, is not everybody's ready for it, right? Not everybody wants to um, accept it. Not everybody, it's, it's comforting almost the situation that they're in. It's comforting to have a few drinks with the guys, right? It's comforting to, to maybe take that pain medication, that opiate that nobody really knows you're taking. It's comfortable to spend some time in pornography or whatever, right? It's comfortable to eat, right? The, the foods that aren't healthy for us, right? It's comfortable to gossip, it's comfortable to talk crap on others, right? It's comfortable to say that they're wrong, right? So my, my big thing is you show up as you live it. Uh, my encouragement, I guess, to you as well, and my prayer for you is that you persist. Because you, you, you can, even though I said, can you recognize the obstacle? Persistence by definition means that, that we continue to go in the direction we're going, which is basically what you're telling me is my mission and this is what, what we talk about in Love and Process all the time, one mission mindset. What's your mission? People are like, oh, one mission. No, no, no. There's actually 7 billion of them. But your mission, Josh, right, is to encourage people to understand that every day is an opportunity to get better. And you, there's no question that you're, you, you're going to be tested in your beliefs, right? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, tested in the good enough. Yeah. I'm doing good enough. Yeah. Why do I need to get better every day if I'm doing good enough? Yeah, people are gonna go, nah. Josh, that's awesome for you, buddy. Yeah, and, and I, I just think the decision making process is huge um, because my uh, my model is I, I help people make wise decisions that impact impact their future destiny. Mm -hmm. It is so important to make the right decisions, and if we can get to the point in the process that we understand, man, that every decision is so important. And it could be as small as, hey, am I going to get this soda, this water? Am I going to drink this this liquor and try to drive? Um, am I going to send my kid to the right school? Everything that we do, it, it's, it's bottled up in a decision. And as long as we make the right ones and be intentional, uh, be intentional with your decisions, you're going to make the right decisions. Mm. And nobody's perfect. So let's just say that we make the, the right decision 90% of the time. Let's learn the other 10. Mm -hmm. And we're going to live, you know, the life that I think that we're the purpose to be in. And I feel like it'll be a better world when people decide that um, we have to hone in on our decision making. Mm, that's good. Mm. So what's next for Josh Brown? So you attended the ET. Oh, man, I, I, you graduated. I, I, so why, what was that for? What are you doing on, that for? Yeah, tell us about the book. Tell us what's next. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Right now I'm working on a book called Prison to Purpose, My Journey. It's, it, it's a book to where people are going to learn who Josh Brown is. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to learn Slope, which is my nickname. I've had it since I was little. A lot of people have been close to me, but I don't think they necessarily um, knew who I was. So the book is going to reveal things um, like why I left the University of Cincinnati. And I don't think I told you guys at a high school, I had a, a full scholarship to play football at the University of Cincinnati. They're going to find out the age I was when I first started to drink. They're going to find out um, why I continued to drink. They're going to find out how I played and 
for I think for the first time, some people are going to realize how intoxicated I was while I played sports. Um, other things they're going to realize is how love can overcome hate. Because I tell a, a great story in it about me and a white supremacist becoming really cool. Becoming one of uh, the best of friends in probably one of the worst situations. So the book is going to hit on a lot of different points. It's going to give you hope to um, to have some triumph in, in the midst of um, trials. To, to understand that, man, even inside of a storm that you, there's, there's, there's still like um, that inside of a storm that you still have hope inside of the storm um you can still believe so what the hope just like you just spoke about when somebody reads the book i i think one thing i would like to say that when they read about the book they're going to leave with a lot of hope they're going to know that man even though that i've been in a tough situation that that i'm going to make it that i'm going to recover and that you can recover and teach others so man it was just it was something i started when i was in prison I got home. I got into the business of speaking, and I started to focus a lot on speaking. I started to focus on building the youth. I wanted to impact the youth. And in the midst of that, you know, COVID hit. And, you know, it stopped a lot of speaking engagements. And I'm sitting there like, well, you need to write. And it just manifested into um, this book, man. It's, it's, it's took a couple of years. And then that's okay. You know, not everybody's journey is in the same, is in the same pace. And, you know, you really shouldn't look at other people's pace and their journeys. Just, you know, find is what you want to do and focus in on your daily tasks and, and your timing. And it will be fulfilled when, when it's meant to be. So, man, I'm excited um, to, um, to share the book. Um, closely, closer when it comes out, you guys can invite me on again and we can, we can talk about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing that, you know, I, I think that I've done. I'm probably just one of the most proudest things that I've done because um, it took some time. It took some effort and you had to really, you know, put forth uh, good content. So I you just can just throw anything in there. I wanted people to really see the journey and understand what I've been through and, un and know that I made it because of the principles and things that I've applied over the time. That's beautiful. Uh, John likes to say, regardless of your past, your future is spotless. Mm -hmm. And you, it sounds like you just re are really embodying that. That's really yeah, cool. I agree with that. Yeah. When's that coming out? Or when when when, when should we do the, the book launch? Uh, when are we doing the book launch podcast? We're, uh, we're, we're, um, we're hoping that it was well, not hoping it is. It'll be out March 2021. We don't have a date. We just know the month. So. Um, it's, it's a process that's coming along a little faster than, than I thought. So, um, I'm, I'm really, man, I'm really excited to, to, um, have it come out and people get their hands on it and hopefully it'll just change lives. Again, presence of purpose. Going to be on Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon. It'll be in books a million, um, ebook. It, it's going to be out there. So, um, just man just i just look forward to people reading it i'm so excited that's so awesome you do an audiobook i want to hear your voice tell me the story <laughs> I, we, I, I got away from the audiobook um <laughs> maybe if i do another one i'll get into audiobook but i really wanted people to get to the point of having the the book in their hands and, and changing the, um, the pages that's it's that's something that i've always liked um yeah. so i wanted that first experience to be something that i enjoyed no, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, I've got my goals moderate this year. I'm going to read five, 5,000 pages. 
5,000 pages, but uh, there's been years where I've read 70, 70 plus books, uh, you know, leaders are readers and, and uh, good for you uh, to give uh, kids and those who are interested and certainly any of our listeners, uh, I encourage you to, to check it out. Uh, transformation uh, and stories of transformation is really what I hear you, you write in a story of transformation and a process and that's that's filled with lessons um, and inspiration. And so, um, any way we can we can uh, pump that up in the world in any space we can, we're we're all about that. So we certainly will do any anything on our end. But I know I'll pick it up, and like I told you already, and I'm excited to I'm excited to read it. So for sure, me too. So Josh, we have our listeners age from teenagers all the way up to grandparents. So if you had one thing you wanted to make sure that they knew, what would it be? I'd say the, the one thing that I would want everybody to know is that you're enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to make some decisions trying to find acceptance with groups of people, acceptance within your pa- family, or your friends, um, whatever purpose is that you have in life. Um, whatever it is you want to do, that, that you're enough. And that if you just focus and keep a positive attitude and accept whatever comes in your journey, that, that you'll conquer it. You don't, you don't have to be this superhero, so to say. Just be you. Just mm-hmm. understand that the way that you're created and who you're created as, um, your specific name, Stephen, John, Kim, Melissa, um, Shelly, Bridget, whatever it is, Josh, you are enough. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to go run out there for, for people's approval. Just, just understand your journey and where it is you want to go and just, just make them go. You don't, you don't have to be anybody else other than yourself. Mm. Love it. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Do you have awesome. any other questions? Uh, just how they can get at you. How they can, if somebody wants to book you to speak at, uh, how do we find uh, you? How do we how do find you? Find so you? we know the book's coming, but how do people find you online, etc.? Well, you can find me on Facebook or as Josh Brown, Josh D. Brown Senior. You can find me on Instagram as Josh D. Brown Senior. And once you click on the link, send me a friend request, like the page, uh, my, my website and all that is under construction. So I'll, put a lot of different information out through those two social media sites. You'll um, get a lot of information about the book. And as we launch the site, we'll give it out there. So again, they can find me on Facebook under Josh D. Brown Sr. and Instagram under Josh D. Brown Sr. Let's go. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you back on when your book launches. Hey, thank you. I look forward to it. You guys continue doing what you're called to do. I love it. I will be an active listener on your podcast. And, I, and I'm and i sure that you guys will continue to flourish in what you're doing. You guys are great people and doing a great work. And as you guys know, you are already enough. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Bye.